2: We're back, baby. It is the Daily Stripe. Joshua Fisher, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Crider. Today is Friday, July 7th. It's somebody in my family's birthday. I got to figure out if it's my uncle or my cousin. It's one of the two. That just (coughs) reminded me. Thank God. Uh, Nick, we got a special guest today. Believe in Panthers host, Desmond Johnson. Desmond's been with Believe for... Des you've been here a long time, man.
0: I might have been one of the first hosts they hired. Um you're an OG. Yeah. This is, we'll be going into season four of Believe Whoa. in the Carolina Panthers. Uh wow. yeah, the season debut. I think third week in July, I think is what we're looking at the week right before training camp. So
2: nice. You yeah. Jace, you and Jay Stew.
0: Yeah, and uh Skylar Callahan beat right. Skylar Callahan from, coming from, back. Uh, Illustrated. Yeah. We're uh already starting to plot some things. Might have a special guest for the opening show. So uh Keeping fingers crossed for that, but can looking forward us, to it? Can
2: you give us a hint? Blink twice if it's D'Angelo Williams. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it uh it can Cam? he he is a name that's being considered for the the Ring of Honor right now. So okay. oh, wow. that's probably and he played defense. So maybe that's okay. it. Hmm. We'll, let that, we'll, yeah, we'll let that. what we'll let, the, we'll, <laughs> let that simmer.
2: We'll let that people that simmer. We'll talk a little Panthers, we'll talk a little Hornets with you. We'll start though with the Panthers. Um do you think they can win the division? Because looking at their depth chart right now, assessing, we did the Falcons with Will McFadden. We felt kind of more optimistic than anticipated about the Falcons. The Bucks are kind of in the most gray area of any team. Yeah, the Saints bring in Derek Carr. So what's your optimism? Maybe your head and your heart
0: on, on winning the division. Uh, I'm going to try to get you guys there because I I feel like the Panthers not only can win this division, they should be the favorites to win this division. And I can go through numerous reasons why in terms of what the Panthers did right in the offseason and what the other three teams did not do in the offseason. Okay, run it, man. So for starters, every every place I go, I hear either uh, Panthers maybe as a potential sleeper type pick or the Saints for the most part for the division. The division's wide open. Like, I mean, the GOAT retired and Tom Brady. Uh, the Saints are dealing with the quarterback situation with uh, Derek Carr, who, as a nine-year pro, I think he's made the playoffs once or twice, something to that effect. Don't really trust him. I don't really trust Dennis Allen, the head coach at the Saints. He had a losing record with the Raiders to begin with when they when they brought him in. And the Saints are old. The Saints, on, on average, their average age is like 28 years old. Uh, they're the oldest team in the division. Uh Cam Jordan's 33. Father Tom is undefeated. Like, eventually it's going to catch up to the Saints. We're going to see it on the field. It's probably going to be this year. The Falcons have a quarterback situation. Uh, they're still a couple of drafts away from really being uh, a threat. And that leaves Carolina. And if you, if you took the name Carolina Panthers and the logo off of this conversation and we just went through what would you want as a, a fan if your football team was hitting a reset button, what are the things you'd want them to do? And Carolina, to their, to their credit, they literally have checked off the boxes of everything you want them to do. They went out and found a, a name brand, really good head coach that's offensive-minded. They surround the entire uh, coaching staff. We call them the Avengers because literally, if you look at this coaching staff, if you go down the list of the people they hired for this yeah. coaching staff, it may be the most experienced coaching staff, period, in the NFL in terms of years, rings, experience. You've got guys that actually played in the NFL. Go, you trade up. You get super aggressive. We're not used to this uh, in Carolina, how aggressive they've been. Trading up from nine to one, go get the quarterback you want. Clearly, it was Bryce Young from the beginning. Uh, Bryce hasn't had any kind of – well, let me ask you this. Have either one of you heard anything negative about Bryce Young coming out of OTAs in Carolina? Yeah. No. You yeah, I haven't heard.
1: <laughs> the only negative thing that I've really heard is just size. but Yeah, I mean, but that was—I mean, like
0: once he got in there and started messing with the playbook and everything else, everything's been positive. I cannot find a single bad day that he had or a, a situation where he wasn't understanding something or it just a rookie day. He didn't have anything like that. So you've got him under center, and the page—I I mean, the the Panthers are just equipped to do this right now. This whole they're going to need two, three years type of thing. They were a game away from winning the division last year. And they were like, and they were trying (laughs) to lose at certain points last year. And they trade off their best player, they fire a coach midseason, and they still almost won a division. That base is still here. That base is still here in Carolina. Frank Wright didn't wipe the slate clean, he kept the things that were good and built around it. So for people to say that Carolina is only going to win six games or seven games, I can't wrap my mind around this coaching staff with what they've brought in in this weak division, only winning seven games. Like, they're, if you're betting on that, bet the over. They're going to – this is a 10-win team. Hey, you sold it. Win. I'm in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think they have a lot of what I'm looking for in a real competitor. Look, they have – obviously, they have Young at the quarterback spot. He's starting. But they have a, they have an unbelievably competent backup, pretty much as good of a backup as you could have in Andy Dalton. Right. So, yeah. really, championship – like, or playoff contending teams generally have good backup quarterbacks. I thought they, Foreman really ran well for them. Obviously, they lost McCaffrey, but Miles Sanders, you know, pretty much ran as well as anybody last year. So he, that I thought that was a nice pickup. You lose DJ Moore, but you bring in Chark, you bring in Thielen. I'm, I, Nick and I have always had a soft spot for LaVisca Chenault. We've always felt that he could just kind of, he could kind of blossom into something, but no one's really used him right yet. And then you obviously have the rookie in Mingo. Hayden Mm -hmm. Hurst was a nice pickup. You have both tackle spots certified, and you have Cameron Irving on either. And so you have the you have the depth in the offensive line, at least from the tackle position, um, which is again something you really need. And then uh, the defense, man, like, and I could just throw it up here, you know, because we could, we could do that on Streamyard, which is the beauty of this whole thing. It's yeah.
0: <laughs> you missed uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. I gotta say real quick, yeah. uh, the guys over at Barstool LSU. I was doing a radio hit in New Orleans last night, and I kept calling him Terrence with an N. And uh, they called me out on Twitter. So shout out to uh, Barstool LSU for uh, correcting me. It's Terrace. Yeah, Uh, I think that's going to be a
1: sneaky uh, sleeper pick in face football this year. Love it.
0: Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I think he might emerge as the number one. People were trying to push DeAndre Hopkins on the Panthers just because of the Clemson fit and everything else. Yeah. Hopkins is a 30 and hasn't played a full season in a couple of years. I like what they're doing surrounding them with five, six wide receivers to see who can break out. If you have a rookie quarterback, kind of want to go that route. And I think Marshall and Mingo will emerge as the one and the two uh, with this offense as we go uh, further on. Sanders caught 50 balls out of the backfield last year in Philly. So that's another weapon that he can use to kind of get it out there. And uh, Hayden Hurst, the tight end that they signed from And he had Ian Thomas. Yeah, Ian Thomas right. they re signed. Uh, Tommy Trubble still on this team, the young kid from Notre Dame. They And Frank Wright likes to use tight ends in his offense. So they've got pieces. They've got – Things there they just didn't have competence at the top <laughs> for like three years so i think when people saw that the panthers picked first a lot of people it gets lost in the weeds that they weren't the worst team in the nfl they yeah. were they were in the ninth slot they were <laughs> going away from winning this division last year with all kinds of injuries and nonsense on the roster they have tightened that up like all yeah. of it's tightened up
1: you know this roster really reminds me of another team in the afc south the Jags, what they did last mm-hmm. off season, you know, made a bunch of splashes, not like huge names where they're blowing you out of the water with superstar talent, but guys that fit really well, that contribute like Christian Kirk, right. Um, or Evan Ingram guys like that. Um, and that's what I'm seeing, you know, with Hayden Hurst and Ian Thomas here and, you know um, you know, Chanel, I mean, obviously Chanel was, was added um, prior to that, but this roster just kind of seems like guys that you've heard of that, Make impacts on their former teams that have a chance to actually flourish here now. Um, and then, of course, the defense. You know, the Jags have always had a pretty decent defense. And I mean, we're looking top to bottom at the depth chart that the Carolina Panthers have on defense. And a lot of guys that you heard their name called a lot in college, um, a lot of young guys on defense, you know, JC Horn, Derek, Derek Brown, you know, Shaq Thompson. I mean, these are all big names.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I do have to give uh, Matt Roll credit for. Uh, was that he was he wasn't bad in terms of talent evaluation going into the draft. If people remember in 2020, his first year, they they were the only team in NFL history to use all seven of their picks on defense, and they they kind of cleared the whole slate on the defensive side. And in 2021, the Panthers finished second overall in total yards allowed in defense, so that they they have the pieces there. Last year, they slipped a little bit, especially those first six games of the year, kind of slanted the the stats. They finished 22nd overall, 22nd and pass defense but they dealt with a lot of injuries um and a lot of shuffling around that's going to happen when you when you lose a coach after week six after getting curb stomped at home by san francisco like (laughs) that's probably going to occur um but the panthers they started turning the ship around they started doing more ball control uh it's funny to me a lot of people go straight to the well they don't have christian mccaffrey anymore A, they weren't really winning that much with Christian McCaffrey, to to be honest. Like, the the four-plus years he was here, I think they had one winning season, like, while he was here. The other two seasons he was injured, so he wasn't really available very often. And the Panthers ended up running for more yards per game after they traded him off. They they averaged around 165 yards on the ground in the, the remaining 12 games after McCaffrey had been traded away. So it's not about having Christian McCaffrey or not having him or having D.J. Moore or not having him the people have to kind of look at this is that this is not the same Carolina Panthers team that, you know, of? this isn't the, the Ron Rivera, Cam Newton era. This isn't the stuff from the past. This isn't even the Matt rule. Like his fingerprints aren't on his team anymore. They've completely washed that away. This is a brand new team. And I think people look at the Panthers and look at their past and go, ah, they're not going to win the division. Like, it's just easy to say it. But it, again, if you take the name off and the logo and you go through the checks and of the boxes of everything they've done this off season, They've done literally everything you would want them to do to build a competent, competitive team. And the team that rule had wasn't getting blown out. They were just making mental errors in the end of games and losing games over and over and over. That's just coaching. The talent was there. Talent's still there. I'd to say They have the most talented defense or no, the most talented roster in the NFC South today, as it stands right now, there's no reason why this team should not expect to win the NFC South. With the coaches they have on staff and the roster that they're looking at, what's their what are the odds
1: at right now for winning the division on
0: bet online? Yeah, do we know? That I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I can get it up, Thank Pull up. I'd imagine probably the Saints probably have the best odds. Just yeah, because, you know. I mean, look, I I know what you're saying
1: about the Saints having an old roster, but there is something to be said about having experience, right? You know, I mean, Cam Jordan, um, you know, he's been doing it forever there, and you know. Um, tomorrow Davis like I think that that defense isn't going to take a huge step back but I mean the big problem last year was quarterback the big problem was just offense efficiency and look I know that Derek Carr gets a lot of slander and and you know he hasn't had the best experience you know coming out of Oakland but there were some good years there where people were thinking okay like Derek Carr might be a top-tier quarterback you know like maybe he's the guy I mean they they took a lot of chances on him. You know, Josh was really high on him for a while, and I think people draft him pretty high in fantasy. I mean, every now and then I see people starting Derek Carr, so maybe you get the you know a, a change of scenery. You get the right pieces. I mean, they've got Olave, Michael Thomas. Hopefully, comes back for a full season. See, see a about whole that. Lot,
0: there's a whole lot of maybe in what you just said with <laughs> with the quarterback, Mike Thomas. Right, uh, Morris been having injury issues the past couple of years, and they're all getting older. Like they're mm-hmm. all getting older, and. The Saints, they are the team in this division where they bump right up against the salary cap every year and somehow they figure out a way to kick the can down the road. And they've done it successfully for five or six years. I think that that's coming home to roost like over the next couple of years where you just can't do... If you're in a position where you're a hit away from Jameis Winston having to come in and save your franchise, I'm not sold on on that being a solid uh, way to go as it stands right now. So
2: no, uh, but I think they could have like there's a world in which they have the best offensive line in your division. Like possibly and, yeah, and, possibly and so that's important to me. I will say uh I I think maybe Alex likes Derek I'm not a Derek Carr guy. I think they I i do not I'm not obsessed with Derek Carr. No, He's you a, def,
1: you definitely had some seasons where you're like, okay, like I think I think he's got a shot. It was like, I think couple, he
2: has a shot. A but I, think the past, I think the past couple seasons I've been like, out on we'll have
1: guard. to, we'll have to run him back on the
2: table. We'll run him back. He, he's America.
0: not the type of quarterback that you can, you put a team on his back and he'll no. get you there. He He's a guy where if you give him some weapons, he may give you a, a 4,000 yard season, or he might give you, you know, 25 interceptions. Like it, he has to have things around him. And that's the thing I'm worried about with him in, in New Orleans is that the things that are around him have been pretty injury prone the past couple of years. That your best ability, ability is availability, and if Kamara and Thomas and those guys aren't out there, then what are you? What are? What is he throwing to? Who is he handing off to? So, they just have too many maybes for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's. I would say though, to me, the biggest issue for Nola and Tampa Bay, quite frankly, for me, is head coaching. I, I, I think Dennis Allen, like you said at the top, is a big question mark. He hasn't really won. I think Todd Bowles also. I'm very confused in why he kept the job.
0: Because I think they are trying to enter the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. I think that's what Tampa. I, <laughs> I think I Tampa's really, trying agree. to they're just gonna I have a buddy um that's a Tampa fan, and he's like he's hoping that the Bucks don't win more than four games or whatever this year. Like he he's fine with Cal Trask <laughs> being the starter because they want Caleb Williams the following year. Uh yeah, but their Roster's like
2: not bad. If you take away the quarterback position and the head coach, like their defense has guys yeah. a lot, and mm-hmm. their line is good, their their receivers are great, like they have stuff in in tampa bay so there's, it's
0: not well there's, there's something to be said about losing tom brady like look at new england like they had players still there too when brady left but yeah when you lose a guy like that out of the building there, there's a certain level of accountability it's just not there anymore and i don't know if tampa the year after is going to be able to do this they were only competitive last year because brady came back like if brady hadn't came back last year they wouldn't have won the NFC South in my opinion. I don't even know who the quarterback would have been if, uh, yeah. if Brady hadn't came and, back.
1: And so. they they barely won the NFC South. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we they, were... <laughs> were some ugly games.
0: The, uh, next to last week of the season, Tampa Carolina decided the division. Basically we had third and fourth string cornerbacks out there trying to defend against the goat, like because all of our cornerbacks were injured and he literally took advantage of it the entire game. And that's how they won the division. Uh, so uh, same with Tampa, like, their quarterback situation is just like who do you who do you trust? Do you trust Baker Mayfield at this point of his career? Not, not anymore. Anywhere. I used to. <laughs> that is a guy I
2: used to really love. I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, I, I thank God you lost the division. I had, a, I had a bet with your co-host Jonathan Stewart. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. Yeah. <laughs> they had about few, that would know, <laughs> have been terrible. Um, I would have I would have literally be like like cut in half. Yeah. Uh, so i I'm a little excited that y'all didn't win the division. But I, I think I don't know if Tampa – I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be bad enough to win the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, quite frankly. Like, I, I think that the – Yeah,
1: but I mean, Carolina wasn't bad enough last year to win the Bryce Young sweepstakes.
2: It's happened, yeah. It happened. Happened. Not to, it's a different well, sweepstakes, fellas. That's a very, we all know that. That's a very different sweepstakes.
0: Well, they, I mean, they Carolina traded up, for, and they gave up a lot to do it. But if you're convicted in terms of that's your guy, you go up and go get him. Tampa, if you start seeing a fire sale where, like, they start – you know trading guys off midseason kind of like what Carolina started doing uh then at the beginning of last year like i could see a market maybe for Mike Evans or yeah uh Godwin. you know Godwin on defense Godwin yeah they've got some stuff they can move around if they really want to hit the reset button they're in that weird gray area where Carolina has been in it for a little bit too where they've got enough good players where they're not going to completely bottom out but they're not good enough to compete to to win a super bowl so it's what do you do? You have to kind of choose to go one way or another. And they kind of did the patchwork thing by bringing Brady in, but this team, they were stretching the talent for you know a couple years before Brady even got there with James, you know, they were yeah. 500 teams. So uh, they could, they look like they're trying to be, I mean, if Kyle Trask is your quarterback going in and you're confident saying that in April, <laughs> and I, I don't, I have any reason to believe that you're going to try to win football games. So Tampa, yeah. I don't think they're going to be in the conversation
2: young QBs go to die there I've never seen them take a QB that's young and like do do a good job Steve young no no
0: not uh, there test no. the
2: test, of, the test of Erdy, no Jameis, no uh who was you could the, go
0: who's the quarterback when they won year, Brad Johnson Brad Johnson yeah or he Josh, wasn't really like no
2: it. Josh yeah. Freeman Josh <laughs> Freeman like they've tanked every mm. young quarterback they've taken his career so Caleb Williams Will be there for two years, and then he'll be quarterbacking (laughs) somewhere. I'm probably good, honestly, is how I see it. Um, We did this with Will. I'll be the tiebreaker. Dez and Nick, we're gonna predict the Panthers' record. I'm gonna pull it up. If you guys think it's a win, Mm. you think it's a win, call it a win. And if you guys are not in agreement, I will be the tiebreaker. I believe we had the Falcons at ten wins. Really. That's wild.
1: Yeah, I, yeah
0: we're going to fix that. <laughs> I, was, I, I was a tiebreaker
1: for a lot of those, and, and, and Will and Toss, for some reason, were <laughs> way too high on the Falcons.
0: They were high. I, what the is history- the Falcons that makes you think that they're going to win games?
2: I'll tell you what I think about the Falcons. That excites me. As long as Ritter doesn't make mistakes, and again, going back to your point, that's still like a major what-if to have in the building. If Ritter doesn't make mistakes, all of a sudden you have... London, you have Bijan, you have Pitts, you have a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things on offense, and it opens it up. Your offensive line's pretty good. Uh, To me, though, their defense still leaves a lot to be desired. As much as I love Bijan, and as exciting as a pick that was, they should have taken Jalen Carter. And I get like you; he's had some issues in Georgia, and you may not want to keep him in state, and kind of want to get him out of there. But they should have went defense. Their defense has been so bad for so long. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how I feel. And again, we love we're, we're Texas guys. We love Bijan to death. Like he's an he's a supreme talent, but probably he's a not good
0: pick. Kind of head scratcher that they got him. Well, he was in top ten picks, wouldn't he? Yeah, eighth. Uh, yeah, A3. so A3. I was kind of surprised that they would do that. And not if Carter had dropped. So yeah, you're right. I, I kind of was surprised on draft night. But uh, that can help a young quarterback having a run game. And if he pans out and the offensive line pans out, Atlanta could surprise some folks. But I don't think that. I don't. I don't know. Let's just.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know what? We're at Atlanta, Week One. Uh, Dez, win or loss?
0: Uh, that is a Panther win. Um, that's a sentimental win too because uh, head coach Frank Wright, his first starting, uh, his first game starting for the Carolina Panthers was against Atlanta at Atlanta. Um, so him, uh, Dom Capers, who's on the staff, he was the head coach of the Panthers uh, year one. They've already discussed that they looked at the schedule and said, oh, it's Atlanta week one. How about that? So they're already juiced for that game to begin with. And it's going to be the beginning of the Bryce Young era. Uh, Again, I don't trust Atlanta to be anything more than the 500 team. I think they'll be competitive in spots. But um, does that say 1030 a.m. start? Is that what that's 10 a.m. We're West Coast guys. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. I'm don't like, panic, Whoa. my friend. You're good. <laughs> Nick, like, win or loss? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the win. I'm gonna I'm give a dub. I'm gonna give a dub to Carolina on that one. Yeah, same.
2: Okay. Uh, at home versus NOLA.
0: I am going to give them a win in that one too. Um, late, late kickoffs. Panthers typically don't do well in late kickoffs, but this is a division foe they're playing two division opponents first two weeks of the season i'm sure this coaching staff will hammer into this roster's head how important it is to get off to a hot start especially with two division games right in front of you um and you're getting new orleans early i'm gonna pick carolina to win that one as well
1: nick yeah i'll ride that i'll I'll say they split but this is this is carolina's first first one
2: okay uh at seattle then home october 1st versus minnesota
0: I'm gonna give them a loss versus Seattle. That Seattle team's sneaky. Um, if Geno Smith can have a year like he did last year, which could be a big F too, but they gave him a bag because of it. So if they're expecting Geno to be close to what he was last year, uh, they've put pieces around him and they're slowly rebuilding that defense too in the the, the mold of what they did before. Uh that Seattle a surprise team. I think they're gonna challenge for the, the NFC West, to be honest. And that's a tough place to play. Um a one o'clock kickoff in Seattle coming cross country. I'm I'm gonna pick Seattle on that one. That one might be a little too tough to overcome. Nick. Yeah. Yeah, that is tough to travel cross country for sure, especially in
1: probably one of or the most hardest places to play in all the NFL. Um, that's a loss.
2: Uh Nick, take us into Minnesota.
1: Um, I'm giving them the win here. I I think, you know, Minnesota is at home. Yeah, at home. I think Minnesota's a team that is uh you know, kind of on the fritz, they're they need to figure out what they're going to do in their quarterback situation. This is kind of like the, the prove it season for Kirk Cousins. If it doesn't work, then I think you know it's time to kind of refocus your attention on something new. Maybe they entered the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, um, but I think there's going to be um, some trouble here in this division. And, um, you know, Minnesota's definitely taking a step back, so I'm giving Carolina a win.
0: Yeah, I'm saying I'm giving Carolina the win here, uh, mainly due to the fact that I don't know who their lead running back's gonna be with them basically letting Dalvin Kirk yeah. walk. Um, and he's a huge part, huge part of their offense over the past, what, three years, four years. Um, I think that might negatively affect Kirk Cousins, uh, quarterback. Um, I don't I still don't understand how Kirk Cousins has made over two hundred million dollars in his in a full playing career. I like
2: Kirk. I like Kirk. I think I will say that one of Kirk's best attributes is his play action and losing Dalvin's gonna hurt that. Um we're didn't, on the road. Yeah, sorry.
0: I was gonna say, didn't he have a streak, Cousins? Didn't he have a streak where like he had he had not beaten a team that was above five hundred or something for like like deep into his career, like whenever he would get to a team that was above 500, they, they lost that game. Or I know something. he
1: always lose primetime games. Yeah, prime
0: time. I, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm picking Carolina.
2: <laughs> um, okay, two road games back-to-back, fellas, before the bye week where everyone wins. At Detroit, then at Miami, what are you thinking on those two games, Desmond?
0: Now, here's a little uh, – this is a tricky part of the schedule because they are both road games, and I actually really like Detroit. Um, we do too. I think it's because of hard knocks uh, from last year, which is sad that they're not going to have – it looks like they're not going to have hard knocks this year. Uh, or if they do, I heard it was the Jets. But uh, yeah. kind of fell in love with Dan Campbell and uh, and Deuce Staley, who's now a part of this coaching staff here. Um, just seeing the behind the scenes with them. Uh, and then Carolina saw Detroit last year. That was the game on uh, – I think it was Christmas Day where it was like the only day of the year where it was like cold during the winter. It was like sub-zero temperatures in Charlotte. And uh, you could tell Detroit did not want to be there. Like, I think Carolina won like 25-0 or something like that. But Detroit, they were – actually, Jay Stu was saying he was at the stadium that day. And uh, you could see the Detroit players in the tunnels. Like, they just did not want to go outside <laughs> like that. Yeah. Day. So, this is kind of the comeback game for Detroit, maybe, if they're still thinking about that. Um, but Deuce is with us now. So, he might be able to hype that, you know, hey, get this for me, that kind of thing. I'm going to pick Carolina against Detroit. Um and one of those games where it's going to be—that's one of those national games where it's like, if they win that game, at that point they would be—I think I've only picked them to lose Seattle—they'd be like four and one or something like that. They would be national four and media, one. National media starts picking up on them after that game. Next.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna—I'm gonna disagree with Des here. Um, I'm—I'm I'm high on the the Lions here. I think this is uh, their year to to win this division, and they got to take care of the games that they're playing at home. Um, you know, this this offense is pretty high-powered, and I really think that they're going to have a, a, a good battle against Carolina, but ultimately it's going to be Detroit that comes on top.
2: I like the Panthers. You've sold me on them, Desmond, but I'm with Nick. Put it in a bowl and light it, dude. I'm <laughs> getting high on Detroit. I'm going to uh-huh. loss here. All right, Miami fellas, um, talk to me.
1: Is Tua playing? Because yeah, If he's, if he's, he's, if he's playing, <laughs> then – then- but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, operate under the assumption that he is playing, and I'm gonna give this a loss as well. Um, I think this is a really good team. You know, I think they're sneaky. Um, you know, they honestly were two injuries away—no um, pun intended—from probably winning the division. Maybe maybe being a you know a, a sneaky dark horse team to, to make a run. I mean, how can you compete with with uh Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle? You know, running down the field on both sides. There's just not enough guys fast enough to cover them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about. Uh, this might be the fastest team in the NFL of record. all time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, ever. <laughs> Just catch these kids. Um, I, this really comes down to Miami's wide receiver core versus the secondary for Carolina and whatever they scheme up to try to jam them. Just I don't know what they would do in terms of Tariq Hill and everything else. And it does depend on if two is playing at that point. Um, if if Two was playing. All the players are out there. It is at Miami. It's the second road game uh, in a row for Carolina and third and four weeks. I'm going to pick the Dolphins uh, on that one.
2: I'm with you guys. But, yes, very good. Very See, good analysis. Across season the
1: gets a lot easier after the bye week. I will say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That's a first.
2: that's honestly very heavy. tough top. It's a very tough first six games for Bryce Young and his rookie career. Bye week, week seven, everyone wins. We go at home. So we go, let's go three in a row right now home versus the Texans and the Colts, then you go to Chicago.
0: This is where they're going to start steamrolling a little bit, I think, uh, if we're still healthy. Um, At this point of the season, you're about halfway through it. Bryce is going to be pretty comfortable. We're going to kind of have an identity set in terms of what this offense is going to be doing, and I think the defense is going to be really flying around. Houston, that's a win. They're missing too much stuff. Uh, They're a couple of drafts away from getting back to being uh, competitive. Indy, same thing. They were picking in the top – three or four along with us. So I'm checking that one. That's at home as well. Uh, I'm curious in that one, who's going to be the starting quarterback for Indy uh, come week nine. Um, We'll we'll see what happens with them there. Uh, And then at Chicago, check that off as well. Uh, You talk about a place where quarterbacks go to die Uh, Chicago, other than Jim McMahon and Sid Luckman, what quarterback has succeeded in Chicago? Like ever, (laughs) like if you, if you get all the way down to, rex grossman and cutler cutler like is cutler the standard for like quarterback play in chicago he might be honestly yeah he might be or like i said you know jim mcmahon and that dude was throwing like two thousand yard seasons or whatnot he had walter paid bottom so it's like uh chicago's still missing a lot of stuff too they'll get help from the picks we sent them but not yet so i'm picking three game win streak for carolina okay. Nick, do you
1: disagree with any of that um I want to maybe push back on one of them. I think the Texans game for sure, you guys have that in the bag. I mean, Agreed. Stroud versus Bryce Young. I mean, it's, it's teams inferior. I do think Houston's going to be better than they were last year, but not that much better. Um, Indy, it's one of those things where you have to see who's playing quarterback, like you said. I mean, I'd love to see Anthony Richardson get a crack. Um, but I'm going to give the Carolina Panthers a win on that one as well. Chicago, I think, is is interesting. I mean, Justin Fields got utilized in a great way last year at the end of the year. Is it going to give you wins, though? At the end of the day, it's great fantasy numbers, right? And people are excited to pick them in their fantasy drafts, but is it going to translate to wins? Um, Prime video game or or video uh, uh, game, too. I I think, you know, in prime time, guys, show out a little bit more. I think it's going to be a close game, but I will give it to the Panthers, so we'll, we'll go through wins as well.
2: Wow. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna tie break the Bears in favor of the Bears had you gone to Chicago because I like Chicago, but I'm so, not utilized here. My opinion it does not matter. Six and three heading into Week 11 versus the Cowboys. Let's go three in a row. Let's go four in a row, fellas. You got yeah, yeah. One at home versus the Cowboys. Then you have tight at tie, <laughs> at Tennessee, at Tampa, and then at New Orleans. Nick kick us off.
1: All right, Dallas. Man, I don't know what to make of this team, to be completely honest. You know, this is one of those years where it's uh, it's either going to be really good or they're going to be really average again. Um, I'm thinking they're going to be good. So I'm going to give uh the Panthers a, an L here. Um, you know, I think with a fully healthy team, this Dallas team can contend with anybody, um, but they really just have to figure it out. And if we're 11 weeks in the season and they're bumped and bruised and there's a lot of questions and maybe it's not the team that we think they are, but I think as it stands right now, this is a loss for Carolina, Tennessee, a lot, a lot of question marks. They could also be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I agree. they did, they did yeah. take uh, what's his name from, from Kentucky, but like I mean, they're West. iffy on him. you know, like they could, West. they could bounce. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Carolina or not Carolina, uh, Arizona Cardinals took Rosen one year and they took Kyle the next year. So you never know. Um, but I, I think this is an L for uh tennessee and i think it's a win for carolina and then tampa like we said at the top of the show they're going to be a train wreck uh another win for carolina and then, then against the saints i already teased it at the top but i think they're going to split this one and they go to new orleans and uh the saints beat them so three and one in, in four games nice. um
0: yeah dallas
1: or sorry it's two and two my bad yeah
0: dallas um for me it depends on which dallas defense shows up because i think Defensively, they're one of the top defenses in the league, if I'm not mistaken. And that side didn't get shaken up as much as the offensive side with McCarthy taking over plays. I'm really interested to see what that means. Plus, I'm not sure who's gonna be the starting running back for Dallas uh, going into this year because they let Zeke go. And uh Tony Pollard had a pretty severe injury uh there in that last game in the playoffs. I'm not sure if he's gonna be ready for uh week one. So well, I'm actually surprised Dalvin Cook's name hasn't popped up but being attached to Dallas. It would be a perfect fit, but Hadn't seen that yet. Um, Don't be
1: surprised if Zeke ends up there again, honestly. I was going to say,
0: they might bring Zeke back, but Zeke has been on the downhill slot for about three years now, so you can't really use him as a three-down back anymore. They really use a two-back system. There's some holes in that offense. Like, who's the opposite? Who's wide receiver two, uh, other side of CeeDee Lamb? Is it? uh, Brandon Cooks. See? Like, does that make you feel... Yes, (laughs) like yes kingley <laughs> like, oh, like, actually, actually I'll, I'll push
2: back on you there Brandon Cooks has been unbelievably successful everywhere he's gone no one's been traded for more first round picks than that guy he was great in New England he was great in New Orleans he had good success in Houston when he had a quarterback I think being the number two receiver in Dallas I think he's gonna have some uh, some opportunities to shine
0: so why does he keep getting traded?
2: 'Cause he's because like, like he they teams capitalize on. His title. But you would, that, you would think you would think eventually
0: a team that already has him wouldn't recognize that value too and keep him as opposed to keep moving him on and on to all these different teams. I just I don't know. I, whenever I see a guy that gets bounced around like that, it makes me think, well, he must have some sort of flaw that he, he just can't get around, whatever it might be. Maybe maybe it's off the field. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. I, we're look, just look,
2: he went for a first round pick for every team pretty much that he was traded to. He was and he's he's not, not a winning player. Like the when the Patriots went to the Super Bowl and lost the Eagles, he was their number one receiver. The following year, when they came back and they beat the Rams, the Rams' number one or number two receiver, depending on how you looked at it, was Brandon Cooks.
0: Yeah. I mean, he he's had successful, he's been on successful teams everywhere he's gone. I won't deny that at all. Then you got the issue with Dak. Um, there's mm-hmm. a they have to decide what they're doing with Dak because Dak, after he got that money, it felt like he was throwing more interceptions than receptions. Like it he was just tossing two three interception games it was nuts so like if he gets if he gets that under control gets back to the way he's playing the first couple years in the league i could see them winning that but i'm i'm kind of wanting to take carolina and a surprise right there um i am i'm gonna take carolina right there uh it's a home game i feel like home field advantage is gonna be crucial this year for carolina i don't think i've picked them to lose a home game yet so i'll pick dallas there uh tennessee it's a road game in theory, they should win that as well, because I don't know who the quarterback will be at that point, if they'll still be Tannehill or if they'll turn it over. Um, I'm assuming Derrick Henry will not be Superman forever. <laughs> so I'm assuming eventually Father Tom will catch up to him as well. didn't even think uh, he was going to be go. on this
1: team to be completely I honest. I think he's going to be gone. Training.
0: Yeah, he might be he might be gone. So we might be looking at a whole different Tennessee Titans roster by the time we get to late November. Uh, I'm picking Tampa – or excuse me, I'm picking Carolina beat Tampa. Um, Do we go to New Orleans too? Was that? Yeah, you went down yep. all the New Orleans, Uh and then I'm gonna actually pick them to sweep New Orleans. Um, So I don't think so they're that, gonna have seven so have, win streak. But that so was four four wins. You just gave them. Yeah, and I picked them to win the three before. I'm gonna have them lose to Dallas. Okay, they're lose to Dallas. So they're gonna go three and one here. But I'm gonna, gonna
2: go. I'm gonna agree with Nick and put them at two and two. I think they're good, but I think they're a year away from being really, really good. I don't think y'all are really, really good yet. I think you're, you're right. gonna be I'm with you. I think you're gonna be good. I think you're gonna and like look right now that puts them at eight and five. Like that's a good that's a good competitive football team right That's there. a playoff think, team as it stands play, right now. That's a playoff that's team a as it stands. And I as think eight, that's yeah. and then you have a home game versus Atlanta. Like do y'all think that's a win, yay or nay? Yes. That's a win. Okay, that's so now we're at nine and five. How about home versus Green Bay on my birthday?
0: I think that's a win too.
1: Mm,
0: that's the only one because I don't know what Green Bay we haven't seen Jordan Love, so it's like I can't really. It'll be good. I think they're going to be better than people think, Uh too, and they're in I'm the same you. situation. Their their division's kind of up for grabs. Um, but it's a home game, so I'm gonna I'm actually going to take Carolina for that one too. I think I've got them going undefeated at home. So
2: okay, that's you got to think you can win the home game. So right now they're ten and five. You're at Jacksonville.
1: I think. I think I think they lose the Jacksonville game. I think yeah. Jacksonville's for real this year. Um, you know, Trevor Important game for Jacksonville gets, gets too. that experience under his belt that he needed in the playoffs. And, you know, they surprised people last year, but they're the favorite now. And I think, you know, it's in Jacksonville and they're going to make a statement here and try to push their way in for good seating. Um, and then I think they beat Tampa again. So that finishes them up with 11 wins for me.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think same thing with uh, Jacksonville in terms of I think Carolina this year is where Jacksonville was at last year. And they had a pretty good season, got into the playoffs, and won a playoff game. That that's that's good stuff in terms of what we could expect year one from Carolina. I think that's similar to what's going on, and that, that happened from bringing in a new head coach, having a franchise quarterback, and finally you know letting him do his thing and putting pieces around him. Same recipe they just did here in Carolina and a weaker division really. And then that, that last game was was a Tampa. Yep. Yeah. To Carolina to win, win that game too.
2: You're 11 and six. I mean, I think the reason, I think that Jacksonville game, when y'all see them, I think that's actually a pretty important game.
1: Big time. Yeah. I think both teams will be fighting for seeding. Yep. I
0: agree. I agree.
2: And you might even see that might, you might
0: mean, flex that game, honestly. Could be, Absolutely. You Rumble, might see them. Bryce Young, primetime. So,
2: I mean, he can't ask for much more. And you might see that. You might see that Jacksonville team. And this is a very hot take, but just because of the division they play in, and I'm fully confident that they have the capability of sweeping that division, you might see Jacksonville in that instance going for the AFC number one spot.
1: Mm, that's that's a little tough. I think there's a, a hot, lot, take. My lot, hot take. A lot of good teams in the AFC Wait, this year.
0: Run that back again. What did you just say? <laughs> my, my hot
2: take is that Jacksonville is going to be contending for the number one spot in the AFC. I could can I sell you this pen really quickly.
1: They're not better than <laughs> Kansas City. I'm
2: not saying they're better than Kansas City. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they're contending for the number one spot. Who won it? Who won it last year?
0: Kansas City one spot. Oh no, uh, it was uh, Kansas City,
1: who was it? Kansas City or Buffalo. It We're was, talking uh, about who won the Super Bowl, or who got the one. Well, spot? Who won the one
0: seed? Kansas City.
1: Kansas,
2: Kansas
0: right? City. Did, yeah. Kansas City was the one. Yeah, before was Tennessee,
2: who was the fakest number one seed of all time. But they played in the in the AFC South, and it was a winnable division and they played a lot of bad teams. If you're the Jaguars, they they are head and shoulders better than every single team in their division at least for me on paper. And I think Nick and Desmond, it sounds like you guys are in the same boat based on how we evaluated that Titans game. It would probably be the number 2. Yeah. And we said that Carolina is going to go in there and win. I think so, I
0: think I think Indy's number Indy 2. Indy maybe. Yeah. Indy might sneak up on it cuz they still have a pretty good offensive line and they can depend on the run game and we don't have any idea what Anthony Richardson is going to look like if he comes out the gate like Based off of his stats and everything and his measurables, and he actually is the the real deal. I could see Indy having enough to compete, but I see where you're pointed. I see where you're going with, with Jacksonville.
2: Because, like, look at every other division. To me, the AFC East is a gauntlet. Like, the Patriots are the worst team in that division, but they could have the best defense. The AFC North, like the worst team, is Mike Tomlin, but he's never had a losing season. And I so don't know. Like, I'd
0: say Cleveland maybe, yeah, like the worst team. Right. Even they're okay, talented too. Great, I mean,
2: they're talented too. I'm not they have Watson. the Mike Tomlin
0: team. Like I don't care if he's got high school seniors out there. Like they're gonna, they're still gonna get after you. Uh Cleveland. I, I'm curious about Deshaun Watson. Like, was that really Russ last year? Because he hadn't played in what like a year and a half or whatever. Or is there something else? Like, was that just like a flash in the pan year in Houston that got him no. to begin with? He's, he's amazing.
1: I, I think I think it's oh, like a combination. Still? I think it's a combination of rust and just like a mental psyche that's going on right now with just all the stuff that happened in the offseason. Um, especially in a quarterback where like, you know, besides the kicker, like it's the most mental game out there on the field. Um, so I don't think his head was completely right. <laughs> It might right. not. It might not ever be right. Yeah, sure. But I also think there's an instance with,
2: there's an instance with Deshaun where when he after once the suspension kicked in last year, it was 11 games. I think it was. He wasn't held out of any team team contact or team activity. So all the adjustments the team is making, all the reps the teams are getting together. He's completely behind the eight ball. So I think a full season with the you know, the adjusted playbook, with all the adjustments they made, with the team heading into the season, a full preseason, and a full week one, I think we're going to see a different uh, Deshaun Watson. And then you go to the AFC West where the Chiefs, yeah, the favorite, they, as they should be. But the Chargers ain't no slouch. I'd imagine the Broncos, are going. the Broncos to me have to be better than they were last year. And then the Raiders, will see. But I, I think that the Jaguars are in the most winnable division, so I think that's why they could sneak in and be in contention for that one spot
0: um in the end though it's it's pat mahomes and everybody else i think really um and actually (laughs) buffalo they're running on time i've always said this like my 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 guys joke me about all the time but in the nfl for me i feel like once you've gotten your rosters to a certain point like once you get to a conference championship game you have like a four-year window to kind of do this before money and age and other things start coming into play and you break up that core Buffalo is right at year three or year four. Like they need to do it now because if they don't get it done now, it's gonna be a while before they go back again because Kansas City already went out of their four-year window and they're still winning. Like they're they basically rebuilt the offense around Pat Mahomes again with just random pieces. Like who's the number one wide receiver for Kansas City? Rice, MVS, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Well, yeah, not counting tight ends. Like if, if you just had to pick. Who is wide receiver number one for Kansas City? Who is it? Like I don't. I don't, I don't think it matters.
1: Happy. Yeah, I, really I mean, don't think you know, it matters.
0: Which is the argument always taken to people saying Carolina didn't have one. I don't think you need a, a, a wide receiver one that everybody's like, oh, we got to go double that guy. You just need three or four dudes that can catch. Yeah, but <laughs> they also homes?
1: Have, they also have Patrick Mahomes. Like they also have play.
0: Pat Mahomes, so <laughs> that's why it doesn't matter. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and an unbelievable and Andy Yeah.
0: Yeah, the offensive line is solid. They're, and just, they're solid. well run. Yeah, Andy Reid, he should get more flowers than he has. He's he's an awesome coach. He really. I think is. He'll take burgers instead. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I mean Buffalo. I'm with you on Buffalo. Like I said this the other day. This is my other hot take of the year. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo won the division, and I also wouldn't be surprised if they came in last.
0: Hmm. There's a lot of smoke with the Jets right now. I don't. I just. I don't know if. We've watched this movie with the Jets, like with Brett Favre. We've seen this movie. They That one year, yeah, they did get to the AFC Championship game. I think it's different, though. Aaron
1: yeah, like A- A- Rodgers just came off like two back-to-back MVPs. Brett Favre was like, he was almost...
0: Not, like, well, great. He was well when he left there and went to Minnesota, he was having an MVP season in Minnesota, and they got to the MC Championship game. Remember, that's Bounty Gate and all that stuff versus the Saints. So, I mean, yeah. it kind of follows the same thing, Um, but I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to say the Jets are going to do anything. Like it's just hard. Like but he we, hit I mean,
2: the Jets before he hit Minnesota, so I think right. that helps your point.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So I mean, I don't know. I, that division's wild. Like the the AFC yeah. West and That's the tough. AFC uh, East. It. I don't really know. Like it's there's a lot of really Be happy you're in the NFC
2: South, my friend. Be happy you're in the NFC South where there's
0: like no quarterbacks <laughs> <laughs> at all, like <laughs> basically. Is, so yeah, nothing but to write race on. Eight. Race state.
2: Race date. Dez. Absolute pleasure, man. We'll get you back during the season and we'll have to get you. We didn't get to talk any hornets really, but we want some more time for that. We'll let uh we'll see Brandon Miller and Weminyama play tonight. They'll tip in Vegas, which is pretty exciting. Uh and we'll see if this team can get it done in I guess the post Jordan era. Who knows what between
0: he's still he's still a minority owner. He's still gonna be around and be a figure. GameStop, right? he's not maybe. Gonna, yeah, stop.
2: Isn't that a crazy? Did you know that? What was that now? The GameStop theory. Mm-hmm. So he invested his money with Plotkin. Yeah. I think and they put a lot of the money in the opposite end of GameStop that worked. Oh. And so he ended up owing him money, but he didn't have the money. He just had the assets. And his biggest asset was the Hornets. So he sold why- them the Hornets. And that's wow. why he sold the Hornets.
0: But he's gonna get like two billion off of it. What were you saying? The sum of that two billion he owes them. He owes them money. He owes them like five hundred million dollars. So he's still gonna get one point five billion dollars off of a sure. Yeah, he'll make it he'll make
2: his he'll make <laughs> his bank, but his biggest asset was the Hornets. So huh, that's why that's nuts.
0: Wow no, I hadn't heard that theory all the way through. I had heard something about Jordan going broke or something like that. But I'm like, the thing's worth two billion dollars. Like he's he's okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: he'll <laughs> he's, he'll yeah, he'll be fine. He'll always be fine. But TikTok maybe. Best yeah. news better than <laughs> CNN. Um, all right, Des absolute pleasure, man. You're great. Thank you, man. We we really appreciate you. And I guess we're we're off the Falcons train and back and back on the Panthers train. So see you, Atlanta and the shout out to their families. Here we go, to theirs. <laughs> Hit your free those, everybody. We'll see you guys next time.